0: I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears, and today I'm going to talk about pets. I uh, kind of was inspired this week by my boss, who lost her beloved dog, Bruiser, and it makes me realize how much our fur babies are not just pets. They are just part of the family, and I also, a friend of mine, lost his beloved dog on Christmas Eve a couple weeks ago, both of which made me cry. And uh, I had some great and unusual pets in my lifetime, but uh, I love them all still, even though they're no longer with me, but they sure are a part of my memories. And uh, I'm going to take a break and I will talk about uh, some of the great pets I've had in my lifetime and my current pets, my beloved cats. Um, I'm Litter Riggs and this is my podcast for my head to your ears. I'll be right back. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears, and today I'm going to talk about all the fur babies I've had in my life, um, whether it be dogs, cats, ducks, fish, whatever we had, we've had a lot in my family, and by myself, I've currently got seven cats, and uh, they're the love of my lives, the lives of my love, whatever, the love of my life, Okay. Something like that. They, I love my cats. How about that? (laughs) But anyway, I came into this world in 1966 and we had a dog named Gypsy. And that was my sister Connie's dog, actually. And she was a Cocker Spaniel and she was an outside dog. Uh, My dad didn't really like animals in the house. That was something he didn't care for. So Gypsy stayed outside. And I know by today's standards that's cruel, but... That's the life she led, and she seemed to like it that way. Um, Early on, she was already a a few years old when I was born, and as I grew older, she grew older, and she was quite old by the time I was old enough to really remember her. Um, She was blind and and kind of pitiful, but she was the sweetest dog, and uh, my mom had to uh, trim her and wash her quite often. she's always getting into something. I really think Cocker Spaniels really are indoor dogs because they're long-haired. But that's just me. I didn't know any better back then. But she was a sweetheart. Ended up having to have her put down because she she got old and sick. And um, my dad didn't want her to suffer anymore. So I do remember that's my first memory of a pet. I think my sister said we had a cat named Midnight. A black cat. Uh, I don't know if that was when I was born or before I was born. I do not remember Midnight, but my sister Cindy always talked about Midnight. Now, the first pet I remember was not a dog or a cat. It was a duck. And my dad got us a duck in the Easter of 1971, I believe, And as a duckling. And my sister Lori had had a pet duck named Chi-Chi before I was born, I believe, So my sister wanted to name this one Chi-Chi as well. And uh, so we named it Chi-Chi. And at first we kept him in the house. And my sisters made him a little little box with a bed in it. A little house. And he slept in it. And he was the cutest little duckling. And uh, who has a house duck? We did. Oddly enough, my dad let the duck in the house, but let the dog in the house. But when he was old enough, Uh, my dad decided he would go outside and we had a tin wash tub that we'd fill with water and let him swim in it and he had the life of Riley out there in the yard Um, my dad built him a house and he had the run of the whole yard which was fenced in and he grew pretty quick as a matter of fact he grew to a size bigger than me at the time I was four and five years old and also he grew mean he loved my sister cindy he did not hurt my sister cindy he cuddled with her she loved that duck he loved her however he did not like me and <laughs> i guess you know i as i grew older and realized sometimes animals don't like kids and i was his size so um he would chase me and with those wings flapping and be- and his beak was pretty strong. So we had a playhouse in the yard. And uh, you couldn't access it until unless you went inside the pen. So my sisters would carry me because he would try to attack me every time. An attack duck, yeah. So uh, I didn't hate the duck, oddly enough. I thought he was cute. And I just was scared of him. But I didn't hate him and because I love animals I've had a love for animals since I was a little kid Um, so one day he pecked me almost hit my eye and we had him for a couple years and he was kind of mean to me and um, my dad started to feel sorry for him he thought maybe he would do better in the wild or better there was a local um, park in a nearby town West Frankfurt Park that had a duck pond and had ducks in it and my dad decided, and we kind of agreed, that maybe Chi-Chi needed to go to the duck pond and live. So we packed a picnic lunch and we put Chi-Chi in a box and he was all excited about being in the car. He really thought he was a dog. And we get out there and we let him loose and he goes and swims in the pond and he'd come running up with us to eat. And we'd feed him bread and he'd we'd lead him out to the pond again and he'd follow us. Oh God, I still remember this. It hurts me to think this. And uh, he kept following us and he was really visibly upset when he thought we were leaving him. And we got in the car and he was waiting out the car. So we changed our mind and uh, loaded him back up and took him back home. We just couldn't do it. Not one of us. We were all crying. And uh, he grew up and became kind of a famous local attraction for the neighborhood kids. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people remember, a lot of them thought he was a goose, but he was a duck. A lot of people remember Chi-Chi. They'd all come up and feed him. And uh, he, he actually loved kids. As I grew older, he became gentler with me. But my sister Cindy, she still had a touch with that duck like you never saw with a human being. He loved her. Immensely, we have home movies of how he used to get inside her coat, and um, it was adorable. Actually, um, he was quite the pet. I mean, he would when we came home from school, we'd walk around the corner, he was all excited. He was like a dog. He would get, he would quack. He and he had this little weird quack. It was almost a whispery crack. It was like quack, quack, quack. And I'm not kidding. That's the way he sounded. And I th- we think he swallowed something and it damaged his um, quacker or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> his quacker. Um, but, you know, he had that weird little distinctive quack. Most ducks are like, wah, wah, wah. yeah, he had a whispery quack. But um, he lived all the way through my childhood. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the the winter of 1983 was really brutal i was i turned 17 that year and uh i turned 17 on december 21st and on christmas we had a we would had a big snowstorm it was one of those white christmases and unfortunately chi chi froze to death after he spent many winters um outside it wasn't harmful to him he w- he was kept quite warm in his little duck house but we found him frozen on Christmas Day in 1983. And, uh, oh Lord, it was it was a tragedy. That was one of the worst Christmases I can remember. My childhood, he had passed away. And we were actually crying through Christmas dinner. Of course, my sister said the infamous... <laughs> we're like squalling, and my sister Cindy, in all earnest, he said... I'll never be able to look another duck in the face again. <laughs> and through tears, we were laughing at that. And that's just something I still tease her about, even though we were sad. But you, my kooky family, we find laughter and sadness. But I'll never be able to look another duck in the face again. Um, yeah. and Tichi uh, just was a crazy duck. He liked, we could feed him, like, speaking of the holidays... We could give him a plate of uh, turkey, and he'd eat it. So he ate other. He was a cannibal uh, duck, which is kind of gross. But you know, he didn't know any better. He liked it. That's kind of weird, isn't it? But in the meantime, um, my other animal that I had. We had several strays. I should I should back up, backtrack uh, before I introduce my dog Barney. Um, mostly we adopted strays and we had several strays in the time from 1971 where we had Chi Chi to the time we got Barney in 1978. Um, we had, uh, hopefully I can remember all these. Um, we had, uh, let's see, trying to go back. I've got a pretty good memory, but still early childhood is kind of, it's kind of like a torn photograph album in my brain. It's like little bits and flashes and pieces of not sure when things were. But we had two strays named Brownie and Tippy, who were best buddies. Tippy was this little doggy. She was so cute, and Brownie was this brown mongrel, uh, beautiful tan brown color actually. And they were inseparable. They loved each other. They slept together. They played together. Brownie was a bigger dog. Tippy was a little dog. They were best friends. And someone ran over Tippy. And killed her. And Brownie just was devastated. And I still remember. The look on that dog's face. When Tippy died. The sadness. And I was already devastated. And then me having to go to school. And being so upset over my dog dying. And um. Uh, People just don't really understand when your pet dies. They still don't. There's a lot of people that don't have any. um, Oh sympathy. Or enough sympathy for people who lose pets. Because when I love. I love Deep. And I love those dogs immensely. I think they were my first loves. Those two dogs. They were just so cute together. And I realized early on too. That animals grieve deeply. And. And. Brownie was, like I said, he was just a mongrel. And he was a stray, but he was the most devoted dog. And Tippy was just, oh God, I just loved her. And I just remember laying down watching Ultraman on uh, TV before I got ready for school, and my dad pulling up and saying, Tippy passed away. Uh, someone ran over, and I cried and cried while I was getting ready for school. And my mom ended up taking her out to, uh, there's a place called Andy's Creek where my dad grew up playing, and it was kind of a family place. And she took her out there and buried her. She buried her herself. Actually, I think my dad buried her at lunchtime. I take that back. But uh, when I got home, she was already gone. I I had seen her run over, and because uh, I had to go see it for myself. But. Uh, that was just horrible and it kind of made me fearful of uh, having animals run loose at that point Um, we'd had several stray cats as well we had this beautiful cat stray cat named tiger who was the most sweet and cuddly cat beautiful blue eyes blue green eyes beautiful gray fur with stripes and she had several kittens um Hey Kira. My kitty's playing with my arm. Sorry, speaking of pets, did you hear her hiss at me? Oh my. Um she's playing. Ouch! I love my fur babies. She just got in trouble. Um <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I guess she was jealous about the other cats. I don't know. Sorry, baby girl, but don't bite daddy. Um, <laughs> I wonder, I'm going to have to listen to this back to her if you can hear her hiss at me. She was playing with my arm and I moved it. She didn't like that. But we had this cat named Tiger who um, uh, was the sweetest, gentle cat. And she got pregnant and had a litter of kittens. And I think she had them in the duck house. She crawled in Chi-Chi's house. And Chi-Chi, she got along with Um, Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi let her have her in his house. And she had, um, I believe, three kittens in that litter on my nephew Jason's birthday. My nephew Jason was born on March 31st, 1975, the same day. Tiger had her kittens, and I've told Jason this story ever since. My sister had Jason the same day, approximately the same time, I believe, as Tiger had her kittens. So, um, there was a little tan kitten that we kept named Frisky. And there was a gray kitten that we gave away, that I love the gray kitten, named that he was named Joe, and then there was another cat, and I really don't remember that one as well, um, it's kind of foggy, what happened to the other cat, my sister Cindy probably would remember but I was more upset at Joe being given away, but we couldn't keep him, my dad said no so when we did keep Frisky, we were allowed to keep one, and we had Frisky and Tiger and Tiger got pregnant again, and uh had him under the neighbor's barn that's what I was thinking of a while ago and they all got sick including her, they got to snimper and we had to have them all put down they were all very ill which was horrible because Tiger actually was very sick and knew she couldn't take care of them and brought them one by one to my mom and dropped them at her feet and my mom tried to take care of them and they were just too sick so that was another tragedy in our pet life um early on in my life and that was before Barney so that was in the was mid-70s probably Frisky also contracted distemper uh, and we had Frisky died actually so it was very sad and then we had a, a, a feral cat named uh, black and white beautiful cat that came into our lives um, that was a stray um, don't know where he came from, but we opened the door and he ran in the house and went insane, was jumping all over everything. We had to chase him out, but he hung around the house and we fed him. And eventually he got, uh, kind of tame. And, um, that was, that was in the, that was around the time of Barney. I it might've been, well, I might've had Barney already then, but he was a beautiful black and white cat. I, I digress. I didn't say Brownie ended up, um, hanging out at an old man's house and the guy was lonesome and he adopted Brownie and let him come in the house and and took him when he moved so he was never really ours but he was so we didn't say anything Uh, he was better off with the old man you know he was a good companion for the guy so anyway my first official dog oh we had sorry black and white cat named Sylvester that was the uh, aforementioned feral cat. Uh, I honestly don't remember what happened to uh, Sylvester. I think he just disappeared one day. Again, we couldn't have him in the house. Uh, I'm probably forgetting a pet or two. We had a a white cat with a green and a blue eye named Snowball that ended up passing away as well. Um, I don't think it's good to keep animals outside. I think that just decreases their lifespan. I don't, the The modern me does not like pets outside. I just don't like it. They get hurt obviously. Uh, Brownie okay, in 1978, uh, our local newspaper the Southern Illinois used to, to Barney used to feature the Pet of the Week and would feature it's Kira, sorry. <laughs> Podcasting with my cat by me is she's a little frisky um, I will be discussing her later I love my Kira even though she's being rotten right now um, the Southern White used to feature a pet of the week and they would feature the dogs in, in the um, uh, Humane Society every week that were up for adoption and one week there was this little. I wanted a beagle because I just love beagles. And I thought they were great. I loved Snoopy, actually. I had in mind of Snoopy because I'm a big Charlie Brown fan. And I wanted a beagle because of Snoopy. Of course, there are rarely black and white beagles. But um, I saw this little beagle featured. And I fell in love. And I said, Mom and Dad, can we get a dog? And my sister, poor Cindy, I was so spoiled. It took me begging and her begging to get this dog. But it wasn't till I wanted one did we not get one. I see why my sisters say I'm a little was a little spoiled, but I was the baby. And boys need a dog, I think. That's what my parents were thinking. So I grieved so hard over Tippy. And I think my parents realized how much I loved animals too. Cindy was just natural at it. I mean, she is to this day, she is, the animals just uh, attract to her. She's like my dad. My dad, actually, my dad can make birds. He could feed a bird standing right by him. My dad had that natural attraction to animals or attraction to him. But we went to, um, to I don't remember where the uh, Humane Society was. I want to say Jackson County somewhere at that time. And there, that dog was. Nobody had adopted him, and he picked us. He wanted us. He jumped up and down. The other cat, he was knocking the other puppies over to get to us. And I said, "That's that's him." And the lady said, "That's the one you want." And I said, "That's him. He's Barney. I had already made his. I already had him named. I named him Barney when I saw him." And she said, he looks like a Barney to me. So we adopted him and we brought him home. And I let him stay in the house with me. I was very scared to let him run loose because I did not want him to get run over like Tippy. I was very overprotective. And for the first few days, he slept by me. And we watched cartoons. And like the third day, he got growled at me. And I, I don't know why. But he wanted outside. So I thought, okay, I'll let you outside. Well, he took off running. And we couldn't find him. And I was just thinking he was going to get run over. It was terrible. And settled down. And um, finally we caught him. And this this dog would do this over and over. So my dad made him a separation in the duck pen and made him his own little space to build him a house and uh he got his own because i said he wouldn't let us have in the house but he left it outside he had he had his pen and he was an out, outside dog he did not like it in the house at all as a matter of fact he threw up hated it in the warm house i think sometimes beagles are outside dogs but he was half do- dachshund as well. He was a half wiener dog. I should bring that up. So we let him out. And uh, he loved it out there. He was a very much an outdoor dog. And him and Chi-Chi lived in harmony from 1978 till Chi-Chi died in 1983. And they were buddies. It was funny. Talking about Chi-Chi eating turkey, we'd get... We'd get um, Barney, a bowl of, you know, leftover food and put it close to Chi Chi's pin, and Chi Chi would peck through the pin and eat some with Barney. They had no aggression towards each other whatsoever. They grew up together. And I do have pictures of me and Barney and Chi Chi, and I have a picture of me holding Sylvester. I used to have a picture of Snowball, the black and green eyed cat. I don't have pictures of Frisky and, um, I think I take that back. I think my, we might have a picture of Cindy holding Frisky. But you know, back in those days, you didn't take pictures just willy-nilly. It was expensive, and uh, you had to get it developed. And it, you know, and now you got instant pictures on your phone. It's so much nicer. But uh, after Barney, Barney died. He actually had gotten loose and gone crazy again, and disappeared for a few days, and he come back with a big old knot on his head, and he wasn't acting right, and uh, it was Christmas time once again, and Barney died December 27th, 1987, two days after Christmas in 1987, and I uh, I was 20, I just had turned 20. No, I'm sorry, I was 21 when he'd passed. That's right. I had just turned 21. And uh, he lasted through my childhood. Lasted from the time I was... He lasted... Almost 10 years. I was... Uh, 11, I think, when we got him. He died when I was 21. Again, I swore after that I would never, ever, ever have pets. I said, nope. I, I We cried too much. I didn't even want to look at him dead. I, I just, it's something I had feared, and I, I swore off pets, so I'll never have one ever again. It just break my heart. I'm that way with a lot of things. I do not like feeling bad. I do not like having a heart broken. But I still love animals, you know, but I just could not have a pet of my own. I kind of put a block up. And uh, at 21, I had other interests, and I just did not try to get attached to, to any animals and that went on for a long time. Well, I want to take a break, and we'll talk about uh, how I met my current cats and uh, all kinds of stuff. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast. From my head to your ears, I shall return momentarily. Yeah. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast for my head to your ears. And I'm uh, podcasting with two of my cats currently laying on my, oh my, on my chest, and now they're fighting on my chest. This is why I try to podcast without the cats in here. Oh, the joys and and thrills of being a pet owner and that's what I'm talking about I'm talking about my babies. there's that's Kira and that's her mother actually she's fighting with her mother uh, Nacho <laughs> you can't you cannot capture these moments I don't know if you can hear that Like I said, when I listen back to my recording, um, I will hear if you hear that. How could you not hear that? That was loud. But I was talking about the pets I had in the 1970s. And I did not have another pet until I was an adult. And um, I had a house. and My sister lived with me. And I was like, no pets. And she brought home a dog named Socks. That they named Socks. And I was like, no, no, no. Until I met him and he licked my hand. And I was like, okay. So he was an adorable dog. He was just a mess. And that's what I like. I like dogs with a lot of character. And I love animals with a lot of character. I just don't like any old animal. You know, even though I I love animals. But I don't. Let me me rephrase that. I, I wouldn't want a cat in my life. That had no personality. Or a dog. So they got to have some kind of distinctive personality um, when I know the, the one for me. So Socks was definitely a character and my nephews loved him. She had three little boys that lived in my house as well and at first. And then anyway, long story short, Socks, um, someone poisoned him with antifreeze when he was outside and because uh, she let him outside when she went to work and he died and it was horrible again everybody cried it was awful i never had a successful pet well i guess brownie or sorry Barney and chi chi were long time pets um that was a sordid story i guess wasn't it but my sister moved out my nephews moved out and i was by myself and there was this cat that i named stevie after one of my customers cuz she was a little pissed like my customer was <laughs> he was a lovable pest and so was she and i fed her every day and i named her everybody's like take her home take her home and i'm like no i can't do that and uh, one of the local uh, people brought her to my house and i live a mile down the road uh, straight down the road at this point from my store and you know that cat when he let her out of the cage She took off and went back to the store and was waiting for me at the store when I got to work that night. So that was, my store was her home. Eventually we found a home for her and someone took her. And uh, I just had to take a moment to remember Stevie. She was a sweetheart. And I think I have a picture of her somewhere on my, on my, uh, in my photo albums somewhere. Eventually I moved out of my house And had to move back to my parents house And um, uh, My father was ailing And my mom was taking care of him And it just so happened My house was in bad shape And I needed to move back home anyway To help with dad And later with mom So you go where God leads you And that's where I was led to And my dad passed away in 2016 And it was The worst thing worst thing i could ever imagine happening to me something i knew would happen eventually but uh you never are prepared for losing someone you love that much um even if you know it's coming when it actually happens it's just devastating and i did everything i could to uh to alleviate the feeling of grief i walked miles and i think i've told that story in another podcast but This little black and white cat that uh, my sister noticed outside her window. Uh, The neighbors had left her behind when they moved and she was just this little beautiful black and white kitten that would sit up in the tree and look at my sister. And my sister talked about her all the time. And one day the little black and white cat came to my house and I petted her one time. And she decided I was hers and she followed me everywhere and I of course would feed her and I was dealing with my mom who was beginning her journey with Alzheimer's and things were not great because I was grieving still and I would go on my walks and the little kitty would wait on me and she'd follow me a little ways and she'd come home and she'd be back when I waited on her and one particular night uh, dad died in May so this happened during the warm months. One particular cold night later in the year um, I heard a bang at the door and I opened the door and the little black and white cat ran and jumped on the couch where my mom slept and curled up and went to sleep. And I'm like oh boy. And I was raised not to have animals in the house and I didn't know what to do and I really didn't have time for a cat and it really wasn't my house. I didn't feel like all it was my mom's. So I picked her up gently and I put her back outside and I felt awful that little cat was cold and i just did not like it cuz i'd already i'd already kind of had an affection for her and i was like oh so eventually she'd keep trying and eventually i thought my mom said just let her stay so she wasn't hurting anything so we let her in and i named her psycho because she <laughs> she would just stare at me one day she brought me a huge squirrel dead squirrel and dropped at my feet a little gift that I had to go bury. (laughs) And I, again, I had named her Psycho, and (laughs) I was like, I would do Snapchats of her and put the Psycho music on, because she'd just stare. And when she's outside, she'd get up, and she'd just stare at me. So eventually, there was a video of a girl who did a, a video with, she had these big old crazy eyes, and she she was trying to say Justin Bieber was her girlfriend. Does he have a song called Girlfriend? But anyway, she's saying, I'll be your girlfriend. And it kind of became a famous meme with her big eyes. And I thought, that's what I'm going to call that cat is Girlfriend. My neighbors had a different name for her, but I called her Girlfriend. She's kind of the neighborhood cat, really. But uh, I love Cat. And she kept having litters of kittens at the neighbor's house. And those kittens would all wander to my house. And (laughs) eventually, I'm not sure. I think my neighbor kept a lot of them. But gave some away or whatever happened to the cats. Eventually, girlfriend came into my house in Christmas time of 2017. And she stayed more and more. And she got pregnant at Christmas 2017 and by March uh, she was big and pregnant and I let her in and she ate and I forgot she was in there and a couple of days later I thought where's she at and there she was so she'd been in my house for a couple of days and with work and whatever I didn't even notice it and she would appear and disappear And we figured out eventually when we heard little meows that she had given birth into my front bedroom that we didn't use. It was kind of a junk collector's room. And we found them in the closet. And there was four of them. And my niece had come home for Easter at this point. And uh, they were a little bigger. So she picked them up and brought them out. And they were so cute. And they were born in my house. And girlfriend loved those cats she just took good care of them they were healthy, they were warm they were safe and eventually they wandered out uh, out of the house and I knew I had the daunting task of finding owners for them and a couple of my co-workers expressed interest so as soon as they were weaned I gave two away and one uh, it's oddly enough they called Galder Psycho and the other one, um, I absolutely loved and would have kept, but I didn't think I could keep these kittens, so I had girlfriend, and that was enough, so, um, we gave Psycho away, and I called the little kitty Buster Brown, and he was real feisty, much like Kira, by the way, I have scratches all over my hair, and she was playing rough with me, and, uh, I gave Buster Brown away. They named him Negan. And, uh, unfortunately, the people I gave away to, the lady that I worked with was very nice, but her husband was a complete jerk and crazy asshole. And I hope, sorry, this is a G-rated, uh, podcast, but anybody that hurts animals, children, or old people, they're a total scum in my, uh, eyes. And he tortured that cat. And before I could even react to it, uh, the cat died. The cat died on the same day girlfriend uh, gave birth to her last litter and they all passed away. They all passed away that morning and and Negan slash Buster Brown died that evening and I was very hurt. But back to this story. Uh, we gave those two away and I kept this little orange and brown tabby kitty. Maybe orange and gray. I'm never quite sure what color she is. But uh, she was very attracted to me. She, she adopted me much like her mama. And she was so tiny. And I would bring her in my room. And we'd take naps. And I'd play the Xanadu soundtrack. And she loved it. She'd burr. And we'd take little naps in the afternoon. I still work. I think I work midnight still at that point. So I'd take my afternoon naps. And I just decided I, said, I can't give her away. She was kind of the run of the litter too and I named her Olivia after Olivia Newton-John eventually I called her Livy and that's how Livy came to stay well I still had the other kitty and I didn't name him and my niece there was a guy that I knew and my niece expressed interest well I thought okay I'll keep him for my niece and she can take him back to Wisconsin when they come home for um, the 4th of July so I kept him and I got really um, attached to him to the point of Oh my gosh. I don't want to give them away. And one day they made me mad. And I swatted them both of them. Well when I say swat. they got a little love pat on the butt. Because they both did something honry, Which I don't remember. And they got out of the house. And I couldn't find them. And I found. My neighbor found Livy, And she had gone across the street. But I could not find the other kitty. And I was. So upset. And. It went on for a day. We couldn't find him. I thought, well, he had this cute little mew. Mew. Like that. And I called him Little Mew Mew. That was his name at the for, at first. And uh, I went to feed girlfriend and Livy. And there he was. Apparently he had crawled on top of the cabinet. Where I couldn't see him. He never did get loose. I thought he got loose with Livy. But Livy. Livy, uh. Livy, many times since, has gotten loose. But I decided I can't give him away. And at about the same time, my niece says I can't have him. So I thought, what am I going to name him? So I named him Sunny after the movie Xanadu's Leading Man, played by, uh, um, oh, I can't remember his name. Xanadu's one of my favorite movies. But anyway, I named him after Sonny Malone, the lead character in Xanadu. And uh, I love how my brain shuts off sometimes, because I know that name. Uh, but anyway, he was named after the lead character in Xanadu named Sonny. So I had Sonny and Livy, and they're just rotten little mischievous kitties. Sonny likes to knock stuff over, and Livy likes to escape. <laughs> Livy will escape and run up the neighbor's tree... And uh, all the way to the top. And I've about killed myself trying to get her back in the house. I still, to this day, remember Tippy getting run over. And I do not like my animals outside. I just don't. They stayed in the house. Livy and Sonny were born in this house. They've not ever known anything uh, other than being in this house. This house is their world. And I'm their dad. And that's all they've known. And girlfriend is their mom. So it came time that I decided it's time to get these little babies spayed and neutered. And uh, I had a lot of help from friends. Uh, my, one of my coworkers, and my other mom, Wilma's son, Mark, uh, helped pay for me to get girlfriend fixed. So we took her. That poor cat. She thought I was getting rid of her. She was such a survivor we took her to the to a, a place in Purfisborough uh, to have her fixed and uh, they just they just kept her for the afternoon. They'd fix her and then you come pick them up, but that poor little kitty was so upset. She threw up and pooed herself. And had a big old mess, diarrhea and just was so upset. And then when we come to get her, she was so thrilled. And that was horrible. I didn't like leaving her. And then uh, next uh, the next one I had fixed was Sonny and my friend Joni had helped me with him and uh, took him and uh, with males they just hold him uh, for the afternoon and we took him to the Sasser Animal Clinic and he got fixed and brought him home and he, was, he handled it quite well well next was Livy and that was the hard one because we were going to take, I paid for that one and we took her to the Sessor Animal Clinic. And they had to keep her overnight. And that was a problem. Because she loves me. And has never been away from me. And never been out of this house. And it was horrible on dad. And, but they kept her. And I had to work the next day. So my friend Amber Kilman went and got her for me. And she was crying so hard. The kitty was. that She had to stop by the store and let her see me. And Livy was so glad to see me. And Amber brought her to the house, and when I got home, she was by my side. (laughs) She handled it well, too, when I got home. But that was so hard, letting her go for a night. So I have my three babies fixed, and I've had quite a few adventures with them over the years. Livy, mostly, she's just, oh my God, she gets out the door, and you can't get her back in the house. And like I said, she's climbed on the neighbor's roof. She climbed on top of trees. Um, Oh, my gosh. She got on the neighbor's garage. And I had to get her down. I've about broke my neck trying to get her down. She just, once she goes outside, she does not want to come back in. And I don't know why she's that way. But she's got that little wild streak like her mama. Now, girlfriend comes and goes as she pleases. She's an outdoor cat. She raised herself outside. She always comes back. I don't worry about her. She has survived outside on her own since she was a kid. Very resourceful. Very tough cat, and my neighborhood loves her. Everybody in this neighborhood loves girlfriend. There's not one person that doesn't love that cat. I think my neighbors call her Fancy Butter, Fancy Pants. She's everybody's got a name for her. Patches. But uh Just a beautiful black and white cat. So over the years, I had these cats. And I had three cats. And and that was enough. And I was happy. And then one day, this little cat Nacho shows up. Now, I called her Nacho later. Um, There's a circumstance behind that. But I thought it was a funny name. Because I would say Nacho Kitty. That's Nacho Kitty. (laughs) I also called her Nacho Cheezio. But she lived in the bushes outside my house and I wanted to bring her in but she just didn't want to she was scared and she got pregnant and had a litter outside of my I made her a little house uh, for her to have the kittens and she had them and she had let me think she had six kittens one yellow one and the rest were the similar colored as she was the same color as Livy, oddly enough Matter of fact, I had chased Livy a couple of times and grabbed Nacho and brought her in thinking she was Livy. Because my eyes were that bad. But, uh... Livy, uh... Livy uh, and Sunny would watch her outside and, and Sunny had a crush on her. They were fascinated with that little kitty. And, uh... she had a litter. And then I was faced with the terrible task of giving them away. The the, the little yellow kitty passed. I wanted to keep, I love yellow, orange cats. I love them dearly. But uh, it wasn't meant to be. She passed, but the other five kittens were healthy. And I kept them on the porch. And Nacho developed an infected teat. And almost killed her. But she had to quit feeding the kitties. But they were weaned at that point. So I found a taker for two of the kitties. And I said, when they're completely weaned, I'll let you get them. So he came to pick. To the kitties out, and there was one little kitten that I fell in love with immediately after the yellow one. She had looked just like Nacho, at her, least her Nacho has an orange Cheeto on her head, it's like a, a moon shaped yellow orange spot. And this other little kitty had a flame like it's the same orange spot, but it's like a flame. But she looked just like Nacho, other than the misplaced spot. It was like her twin. And I wanted to keep her so bad. And I almost gave her away. But I was like no keep her. And then the, we gave the two away. To an older man. And nobody wanted. Everybody had stray cats. Nobody wanted the cats. So I had a babysitter. I was like you got to give those cats away. <laughs> she was right Jackie. I should not have those cats. They are the poopiest cats I've ever seen. They're poo poo kitties. But eventually they kept trying to get in the house, much to the disdain of Livy. Sunny was a little more gentle, but Livy just hates these kittens. And once you name the cats, they're yours. And eventually I named the uh, the little cat with the flame mark on her head. I named her Miss Kitty, real original, but I didn't like that name. And the other two, I was like, I'm giving them away, I'm not naming them. Eventually, Miss Kitty became Bitsy May after Olivia Newton-John again. I just kept that trend going. I named Miss Kitty after the character she played in the Del Shores movie, uh, oh, Sorted Lives, Bitsy May Harlan. So her name is Bitsy May. And then the other girl, Kitty, was the little run of the family once again, just like Livy. And I thought, well, I can't name her Livy. So I named her Kira after Olivia's character in Xanadu. It was either Kira or Terpsikori, the actual name of the muse Olivia played. But I didn't like that name. So Kira stuck. So she's Kira. Now, what do I name the male cat? I'm, I'm out of Xanadu names. I can't name him Danny after Gene Kelly's character because my nephew's named Danny. So I thought, well, what am I going to name him? I could have named him Xanadu. But I didn't think I wanted to name my cat Xanadu. So I went second. Either name him after my friend Lugitan. But <laughs> I couldn't named him Louie. But he does I don't think Lou likes his being called Louie. There's a so I didn't name him Louie. But I thought, who's my other favorite? Chris Isaac. So I named him Isaac. So now here comes Kira, Isaac, and Bitsy May. And Nacho still was outside, but her kittens were inside. And Livy and Sunny... Livy did not, and to this day does not accept these kittens. She's a little more gentle with them. She did not like them invading her territory, but Sunny was more loving, and him and Bitsy May have, uh, developed a, an attraction. Um, I won a lottery to get a, uh, no, a lottery. I won a con- uh, contest from a local animal, uh, friends of friends of the Humane Society who gave away free neuters and I got I got Isaac uh, neutered, so I don't have to this day uh, Nacho, Bitsy May, and uh, Kira neutered. But I keep them in the house, and with Sunny and and Isaac neutered, there's no danger of them getting pregnant. They don't have any desire to go outside. I think Bitsy May got out one time, and she never did it again. It scared her. But Nacho was my holdover. She still was outside. She was still in the danger of getting pregnant, and she would not come in. And Christmas time of after let's see Christmas time of 2021, my sister had opened the door and she ran in while I was at work and never left. She moved into the front bedroom, and to this day, Nacho lives. Well, she doesn't really live in the front bedroom. She comes out. She's still sort of antisocial. Um, there's a little bit of feral cat to her but she still does not get along with any of the kittens and cats except for she likes Sonny but she is at him but Bitsy Mae is her baby and her and Bitsy Mae have a cute relationship and they're close and that's the only kid her and Kira just clash that's what you were hearing earlier so anyway that's the story of my fur babies and uh, I loved <laughs> ask me about my cats I will talk all day this is one of the longest podcasts I have ever done And I'm going to take a break and I'm going to wrap this up. And thank you for listening to the stories of my animals. I love talking about my animals. I love my animals. I love my cats. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm Leonard Riggs. This is From My Head to Your Ears. I'm Litter Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears. And I've been talking about my fur babies and all the fur babies I've had in my life. And uh, I could talk all day about them. I love my animals, they're such wonderful companions, and I'm glad they're in my life, even though they're messy and sometimes mean and all the things animals can be. But at the end of the day, I am so thankful. I, I My cats are loving, for the most part, and uh, they love me. I have no doubt in my mind, and uh, they've helped me get through a lot of grief. And they keep my mom company. They love my mom. A lot of times, they'll sleep with her. Girlfriend comes in, and girlfriend even had a litter on her my mom's feet. She loves my mom. That other than me, she has always been attracted to my mom. She will sleep with my mom when she comes in and uh, it's just it's the sweetest thing ever Um, I know I've got some grief coming with my mom I know that her time is coming soon and I'm glad I have my cats, a lot of people criticize me for having so many animals but they have filled a spot in my heart that it took this many to fill the hole, I can't have any more animals at this point, even though I'm I still feel sorry for animals outside that I have reached my quota. There is no more room in the end for any more animals, but uh, I am so glad for my animals. I love my cats, and I'm going to wrap this up because I really talked too long. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I love you guys. Uh, I love all the compliments I get about my podcast. I'm glad. I'm glad I don't. You don't find me boring. I still think of the guy who said what possibly could you have to talk about and here I am well into my 50s episodes uh, I'm glad that I can podcast it's so cool and uh sorry I had to take a little break I've had some issues with my boss she's been in the hospital and she's on demand and again (sighs) she kind of inspired this podcast as did my friend Bill uh from the loss of their pets and I realize how much our pets mean to us and uh, I can talk all day and I do to my customers sometimes we get to talk about animals and uh, I love all kinds of animals and uh, I probably left some out but anyway thank you for listening I'm Litter Riggs this is From My Head to Your Ears and I'll be back in a little while with another podcast so stay tuned thank you for listening